Welcome back to Hurdles and Hoots. This is Karina coming your way. And today I want to talk about... I keep clapping in the background. Like, I'm rooting myself. I'm rooting for myself. Um, No, I'm just super excited. Um, Today we are going to talk about what is neurodiversity. I mentioned neurodivergence in the very first episode yesterday. And I want to talk about neurodiversity, what it means, the word itself, its literal definition, and how it shows up for different people. So let's jump in. All right, all right. So neurodiversity. It is my favorite thing to read about and learn about, and I'm excited that I get to share it with you. So the literal definition of neurodiversity is that it refers to the variation in the human brain in regards to sociability, learning, attention, and other mental function. Really, it's just the diversity of human brains and minds and the different ways that our brain functions for different people. It's a biological fact. It's not a perspective or an approach or a belief or a political position. It really is just something that is seen in people and it's understanding that it is a way uh, for a person to be diverse that there are many different ways for someone to experience a world based on how their brain functions and how it is wired whether it is their sensory their physical their cognitive their learning styles and their processing there are different forms and it appears differently for many people Some of the ways that this can show up is with dyscalculia, dyspraxia, dyslexia, ADHD, Tourette syndrome, autism, and even on the autism spectrum, there is just a range of ways that a person will behave and in personalities and preferences. And, you know, there really isn't one way to categorize um, this that it appears differently there are learning processing there is auditory processing there's sensory issues there's so many things that show up for people and that's really my goal here is to just introduce you to all of this break it down and really help you understand how it shows up in the classroom, in the workplace, in your everyday life, and how you can break uh, the stigma that even you might have had. And, you know, there is a stigma around people that are faced with different neurodivergences. So I've given you a little bit of an explanation about the word, but I want to share a first-person definition by John Elder Robeson, who is the author of My Life with Asperger's. And I completely admire this man. He's brilliant in the automotive industry and uh, really entered the world of automotive when he was a 
kid. He was just a teenager. And um, if you ever want to find a great read, look into Look Me in the Eye, My Life with Asperger's by John Elder Robison. So this is what he says. He says, to me, neurodiversity is the idea that neurological differences like autism and ADHD are the result of normal, natural variation in the human genome. This represents a new and fundamentally different way of looking at conditions that were traditionally pathologized or seen as a deficit, an illness, a sickness that needed to be fixed or removed. It's a viewpoint that is not universally accepted, though it is increasingly supported by science. That science suggests conditions like autism have a stable prevalence in human society as far back as we can measure. We are realizing that autism, ADHD, and other conditions emerge through a combination of genetic predisposition and environmental interaction. They are not the result of disease or injury. At the same time, he quotes, we are identifying diseases and injuries that will produce brain injuries whose effects look very similar to autism and other differences. Acceptance of neurodiversity certainly does not include passive acceptance of such injury and insult, though we should unconditionally accept individuals who are so impacts. Also worth noting that neurodiverse people generally look just like anyone else. Therefore, when we act in unusual or unexpected ways, we may elicit unwanted negative responses from an unaware public. Ding! For that reason, it's important for all of us who are different to learn the basics of getting along in neurotypical society. Some see this as an unacceptable compromise, but I see it as recognition of an unchanging or very slow to change reality. There is no question that neurodiverse people have brought many great things to human society. If those achievements were indeed facilitated by neurology, it logically follows that an attempt to cure future disability by eliminating our differences would be tremendously harmful to humanity. Well, I think John Elder could not have said it any better, and I probably should reach out to him to come and uh, be a guest on the podcast. I think that would be amazing. He is an adult on the autism spectrum and the parent of an adult son with autism. He's the author of three books, Raising Cubby, Be Different, and the one that I mentioned earlier, Look Me in the Eye, as well as numerous articles. You can find him online at johnrobison.com, J-O-H-N-R-O-B-I-S-O-N.com. So I wanted to include the first person definition of neurodiversity just to give you a a bit more insight and background. And I'm super excited to jump into the next episode. And I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to be talking about just yet. I'll leave you on a cliffhanger, but I'm excited for you to come along the ride and learn more with me. I am definitely not an expert, but I just simply want to use this platform to share everything that I've learned so that 
We can just be more aware together.